Whole worlds of soil disappear every season, blown by wind into dust, washed away by rain and melting snow. Once rich black soil has become thin and porous and can no longer absorb our increasingly erratic rain. And in search of moisture and food, earthworms migrate deeper and deeper into the ground. Pesticides kill off the remaining insects, whether beneficial or not. And commercial fertilizer promises to replace and deliver nutrients long lost. A brewing crisis. Like my father and grandfather, my brother had been plowing and tilling year after year, breaking up the soil to ready it for planting one crop after another, compacting the soil into ever-deepening ruts. But a few years ago, aware and alarmed by the thinning soil, he made the decision to transition to more traditional farming, following and no-till. Ironically, and of course, the new is the old. The two practices predate mechanization and modern farming by a long shot. In following, a field is not planted for a year or more to allow it to regenerate. And no-till means, well, not tilling, so as to minimize soil disturbance. My brother did need to retool some of his equipment take a leap of faith and trust that he might, with the aid of returning earthworms and microorganisms, restore the soil. By radically changing his practice with patience and time, he hopes the soil will return back to life. But this isn't a story about farming practices or about our greed for cheap food. It is a story about transitions. Transitions are not easy. You have likely seen the Chinese symbol for crisis, which is a combination of two words, danger and opportunity, or more accurately, change point. We are told that there is much to learn from difficulties. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, that kind of thing. But really, I don't know anyone who welcomes a crisis, even with promises of opportunity and growth. As one friend put it, he'd had enough, that he was done with learning and growing. Opportunity or unwelcome danger. In the end, the choice is yours. My neighbor came by a few mornings ago. She watches our apple tree from her bedroom window. We have an arrangement. Once ripe, she gathers our worm-infected apples and then returns, bearing beautiful tabbouleh or stuffed grape leaves. She recently told me about growing up in Lebanon and visiting her grandmother and her orchard of apples, cherries, and mulberry trees. 
She remembers the sweet red mulberry fruit dripping down her hands and arms. She said that the villagers farmed silkworms that fed on the leaves of these trees. The worm spins its silky cocoon, waits and dreams the sleepy whispers of spreading wings and flight. But that fanciful story takes a sharp turn here, just as a story isn't a story until it is done, so the silkworm isn't thread on a loom until it is dead. And the little worm certainly didn't plan this as the, sto the end to its story. Before its final transformation, before biting its way out of its hard shell, thereby tearing the tightly wound silk thread, the villagers gather the cocoons and pour them into vats of boiling water, killing the worms, thereby ensuring uninterrupted, unraveling, shimmering threads of beauty. So what of life when it becomes increasingly thin and porous, when the hours drain through you and you put your faith into the promises of the weekend, the next holiday, a bottle of heavy wine, when sleep is the only rest you have, when you are lulled by dreams of life starting someday, well, what can you do? First, notice how you spend your days. They are a pretty good reflection of how you are spending your life. If you wish away your hours and days, what are you wishing for your life? Secondly, know that transition often occurs long before you are even aware that you or your world is changing although there are a few clues that something is happening. Pain, the feeling of being trapped, is often the first sign that something is shifting. Fear, the second. Grief, the third. So notice pain. It is telling you that the old may no longer do. Respect fear, change is not easy, and it will have you running back to the familiar again and again. Accept grief, the loss of what was once you. Of course there is no guarantee that change and the stirrings of a thousand earthworms will restore life. There is always the chance that it won't. Life is not predictable, and it might not end as happily as you once hoped. Nonetheless, even if choice seems faint, do remind yourself that you don't have to wait for the frail promises of your unraveling life. On her most recent visit, my neighbor came to discuss the skunk we share this summer. While it lives under her shed, it feeds on our compost. 
My neighbor and I have been in disagreement about whether the skunk is large or small, but have finally agreed that there are likely two, one large and one small. We gossiped for a while and admired the fat, bright green caterpillar I had found eating my parsley earlier that morning. <laughs>